Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Welcome to Finish Well Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with us today. And we are going to talk about the issues in our life and how they affect our homeschooling. Now, you know what I mean. Moving, financial crises, sometimes the death of a loved one, sickness, chronic pain, personal flaws. Can you still homeschool through those things? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. I know that the list I just gave you, I have gone through every single one of them, except for chronic pain. I haven't, I mean, except for chronic illness. I haven't had chronic illness, but I have had family members and close friends with chronic illness, so I've watched them go through things and still homeschool. So I'm not preaching at you. I am. I am just sharing from personal experience how to make it when you have issues in your life or even issues inside yourself. And so I want to start with one of my favorite things about being a Christian, and that is the passage in Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, if you're like me, You believe God has called you to homeschool as a ministry to your children, to your family. And it really has been a calling in my life where I just felt like God said homeschool. And I was so excited to do it. And yet as things came along in my life that were real struggles, sometimes I was tempted to think, wait a minute, I'm homeschooling so I can have a perfect family. But if I can't have a perfect family... Maybe I shouldn't homeschool. So let me just reassure you, there are no perfect families in the entire world. Even those families that look like they're perfect, they are not perfect. Our family wasn't perfect. We had lots of issues with one another and with each of our children. And yet we still managed to homeschool successfully. And I think it started with, renewing our minds, saying, okay, the world says you have to have a professional homeschool your children. But God, in his word, tells parents to teach their children. We can believe lies from the devil, like, I'm not smart enough, or this is too hard. But again, God's word says something different. In fact, God says this, my grace is sufficient for you. For power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. And that's from 2 Corinthians 12.9. Now, the truth is God loves to show off in your life in the middle of weakness. 
But what we have to do is position ourselves for that grace for God to show off. You know, Paul, when he did boast, he only boasted about his weakness because he believed God displayed his power through that. But you never read an article in a homeschooling magazine by a mom who says, hey, I yell at my children all the time and we're barely scraping by financially and I get really depressed and sometimes I just don't feel like I can go on. You don't read that because we don't want to hear that. We want to hear about the success and the joy. But the truth is, every homeschool family goes through things that are super, super hard. Where the husband loses his job, or if he's self-employed, he loses a big contract. That has happened to us many times. My husband is a pastor, and our church has shifted in size so much. And along with shifting in size... The financial resources of the church shift in size. So sometimes my husband is full-time, and sometimes he's part-time. We just never really know what the future holds. But see, God does know what the future holds, and he has a plan for our home and our home school. So how do you position yourself to receive grace so that God can show off in your weakness I'm going to answer that question first, and then I'm going to go through some of the main issues that we can face as homeschool parents and hopefully give you some encouragement and inspiration. So how do we position ourselves by grace? I found the biggest way God encourages my heart and speaks to me and pours grace out is through his word. And I don't mean just like picking a favorite book and reading that over and over or picking a favorite passage, but the whole entire counsel of God. And I'm not able to get through the whole Bible in a year. I have friends that do that, but I'm not able to do that. But I am able to get through the Bible every few years and probably the New Testament a little more often. And that helps me because the whole counsel of God is being poured into my spirit, into my mind. And every time I read the word, I feel encouraged. Even when I'm reading about the lineages, because I think, wow, people really matter to God. When I'm reading the prophet Isaiah and he's prophesying to the people of Israel, you know what? I think I'm going to take those verses personally, too, because... You know, I've been grafted in the vine, and I am, I'm going to lay hold of all those things. See, God has promises for us in the Word. He has commands in the Word. And what are His commands in there for? They're to help us to live the life He's created us to live. When we, when we do our own thing and don't obey the commands of God, we feel awkward and awful and icky because God made us to live in his ways. And so there's just so much blessing in the word of God. And so the biggest way I would say to position yourself for grace is to read the Bible every day and just make it a habit and keep reading it and don't stop. The other thing is to be thankful, to count your blessings. I know I have a friend that is in chronic pain Right now, she's suffering from a chronic illness, and it is very hard. And 
She is one of the most thankful people that I know. She's constantly talking about how God blesses her and provides for her. And she is just such a blessing to be around because she does not like her pain and she does not like her illness, but she loves the Lord and she's grateful for all the things he's done for her. We can either focus on the negative or focus on the positive. And even in the midst of the negative, there's things to be thankful for. The third way that we can position ourselves for God's grace is to be faithful. You know, when God comes back, when Jesus comes back, will he find faithfulness? I want to hear God say at the end of my life, well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't believe that I'm called to be some kind of flashy superstar person. I'm just an ordinary woman. I've lived an ordinary life, and I serve the Lord. I go to a very ordinary church. There's nothing spectacular about my life. But I would say this. I strive to be faithful. Whatever God has in front of me, I strive to give my best and to be faithful. I don't go around looking to be, you know, Oh, I want a new exciting adventure, a new challenge. I love exciting adventures, and I love challenges. But I look most of all in my life to being faithful. And I believe that God loves faithfulness. And when we are faithful, we position ourselves for his grace. Also, I talked already about being obedient to the word. But remember, God's commands are not burdensome. God's commands bring life. God's commands are there for us to live in the way God has created us to live. And if you ever find yourself thinking, oh my goodness, this is impossible to obey his commands. It is impossible in our flesh, but not with the Holy Spirit living in us. So don't ever be afraid of walking in obedience Don't ever be afraid you can't do it because God has poured out grace. God has poured out his spirit in you and you no longer live, but Christ lives in you. And the life you live in the body, you live by faith in the son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. And finally, to position yourself for God's grace, watch God move. Be alert. Always be watching. Always be looking. What is God doing? It is so exciting to watch the miracles. You know, so often in prayer groups, we just share all the prayer requests, but we forget to share all the answers to prayer and how many times God just moves in a powerful, miraculous way. So those are the things you can do to position yourself for God's grace. Read God's word. Thank him. Be faithful. Be obedient. And watch God move. So let's talk about in the practical. You're you're bebopping along in your homeschool adventure and suddenly, whap, you hit a financial challenge. What do you do? Sometimes it's really bad. We went through a time just recently, honestly, just a few years ago, where we could not pay our bills each month. And every month we had to cry out to God to provide. This went on for 15 months. And every month God provided it in a miraculous way, and I was able to keep homeschooling. But people helped us out. People gave us curriculum. My mom 
bought some things for us. We had so many miracles of provision. But that was a real lesson to me that I need to keep my eyes on the Lord when I'm in tough financial times and he will provide. But not only that, what if you suddenly, we were short each month, but what happens when you lose your job and or you foreclose on your house and you have to find a new place to live? That happened to friends of mine. They didn't own their home, but they just ran out of money and they were homeless. And a family in the church took them in. And the, the four of them lived in a little studio apartment for six months. And wow, how on earth did they do that? I don't know. But I do know that God did provide for them. And they were so grateful and so thankful. Other things can happen like you end up having a hospitalization. And it can cost lots of money. And just be that burden over your head where you think, wow, when are we going to be able to get established and buy a home? So what do you do when you hit a financial crisis? I would say always pray and fast. I know in our day and time, we don't like fasting. We don't like depriving ourselves unless we want to lose weight. But fasting is a powerful weapon in the spirit. And if you're facing an impossible situation, I challenge you to add fasting to your battle plan. And then look for ways to save money. Look for ways to cut corners. Mike and I actually have a bare bones budget that when we move into a financial crisis, we go to. And it's just where we pay what we have to pay. We have to pay our taxes on the house. We have to pay for the home insurance, we have to pay our tithe, we have to pay certain things, but then all the other things that we do, we just have to cut off for a season. So no entertainment, the food budget gets really low, we just become very bare bones. And we have managed to survive without going into debt by doing that. So when financial crisis is hit, we move to our bare bones budget. And we do really have to tighten our belts. but. We are so grateful because we've never ended up having to go into debt because of that. Another thing is to look for ways to save money. Now, I have friends that can squeeze money out of a turnip. I don't know how they do it. Like they find all these bargains. They find things by the side of the road. But look for ways to save money. Um, shop at sales. Buy, buy food when it's on sale and stock up and things like that. Also barter. One thing that you could like I like I've done a lot of tutoring and sometimes I've bartered tutoring for house cleaning or them bringing me a meal or something like that. So that's been a real blessing. And then the other thing is look for used curriculum and also consider borrowing curriculum. I've lent curriculum to people many times because I don't get rid of my curriculum because I've had so many children and then my grandchildren homeschool, so I just hold on to things. That is how you can keep homeschooling through a financial crisis. How about health issues? Wow, health issues are so challenging. Whether they're your health issues or your spouse's health issues or your parents' health issues, we're getting to an age when our parents have a lot of health issues, or maybe you have a child that has chronic issues. That is really a challenge, and honestly, sometimes it can feel overwhelming. 
I remember when my parents were very sick and I still had little ones, like preschool age, and I was running back and forth to their house. And I felt daughter guilt. I felt mother guilt. I thought, I'm not there enough for my parents. And then I felt like I'm not there enough for my children. And it was just such an emotionally hard time. And how did I get through that? How do you get through it if you're sick? Or if your spouse is sick, if you, you end up logging tons of time in the hospitals. Well, what I found is what we would do when we went to the hospitals is we would bring a backpack. And in the backpack, there would be whatever I really felt was important for the kids to get done. And then lots and lots of books. During that season, when the children that went with me down to see my parents they always did so much recreational reading, which is so good for kids because it was always classic and living books that I brought along. What I did is I focused on the majors. So I focused on reading and writing and math. And then I just let them read and read and read. Sometimes I could read out loud to them. Sometimes I couldn't, but I, I tried to help them with whatever they needed help on but I found that we just had to cut back on some of the fullness that we would normally do with school that ended up also being an interesting time because we ended up learning about human anatomy a lot and diseases and sickness and what causes them and how to prevent them and what happens when you have different kinds of surgeries and procedures so take advantage of that time to let your children learn. If you have a chronic illness, let them learn about the chronic illness. Let them learn about the physical therapy. Let them learn about the treatments, the medicines, how they work. Because it's right there in front of them, they're going to be so much more interested and they're going to remember that stuff. And I have a friend whose husband had a chronic illness and now she does. And one of her children wants to go into the medical field because they just have learned so much about the human body and how it works and then how it doesn't work. So that is how to get through when you have a chronic illness is, again, to just kind of pare down, do the most important things and read aloud a lot, let the kids read on their own, and take advantage of the situation to learn about things that are right in front of them. One thing I do want to encourage you, if you know, I you, know, you hear me say this so much, you're probably, already know what I'm going to say, but if you're, if you're homeschooling, I really encourage you to have your kids do math every day, even if it's just five problems. And I was really faithful to do that during that time, was to have my children do math so they didn't get behind. I know so many children who get behind in math, who don't like math. Usually they don't like math because they forget how to do stuff. And if they do a little each day, it keeps everything fresh in their mind. So just a little plug, even during health crises, be sure to do that. We're going to take a little break and we're going to hear from our sponsor and then we will be right back. Powerline Productions wants to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. 
Because of this, we offer a wide variety of books and ebooks about homeschooling, homeschool classes, and Bible study workbooks like Lovely to Behold, The Priceless Beauty of Godly Womanhood by Meredith Curtis. In this comprehensive Bible study, Meredith takes you through the Bible and looks at a multitude of scriptures which build up women and show them what God calls a righteous woman. Learn more at PowerlineProd.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-L-I-N-E-P-R-O-D.com. Powerline Productions, being world changers, raising world changers. Listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Now back to your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, welcome back to Finish Well Podcast, and we are talking about help. I have issues, and we are talking about the issues that we can face. What if you have learning weaknesses? You know, I've had moms say to me, God has called me to homeschool, but I don't know why, because I just feel like I'm a dumb person. And I always say, no, you're not. And I don't say that to be nice, like, oh, you're not, but in my mind going, oh, they really are kind of dumb. I don't know why God called them to homeschool. No, because no one is dumb. Everyone can learn. And it's very interesting to me that Jesus called his followers disciples. Do you know what a disciple is? A disciple is a student. So if you're a follower of Jesus, you are called to be a lifelong student. How is that for exciting? So what if you hate learning? What if you had a bad education? What if things happened that made you just feel that learning was Oh, yuck, and you just don't like it. Or maybe you have challenges. Maybe you have dyslexia, or maybe you have big gaps in your education. Don't worry, because you can first of all pray for a love of learning. And that's what I suggest you do first. Just say, Lord, give me a love of learning. I don't like learning, but I want to want to learn. And I definitely want my children to have a love of learning. And then learn with your child. So I know that for me, I had a very good education, but there were gaps in it. And one huge glaring gap was geography. I could not tell you what countries were around the Mediterranean. I'm embarrassed to tell you. I could not tell you what countries were in Central America. I just had a big gap when it came to geography. So did I say, oh, well, I can't homeschool. No, I said, I cannot wait to homeschool geography because I am going to learn so much about geography with my children. And that is exactly what happened till it became one of my favorite subjects. So I look at everything that I don't know about and I think, oh, well, I'll learn that with my kids. So don't feel that you can't learn right along with your children. Now, there's some different things that you can do to help yourself become a better learner. And these are, of course, tips that work for your children as well. For some reason, reading classic, well-written literature helps kids learn better. I honestly could not tell you why. 
but they have, I have read studies about it. I have seen it in person where people who, who read literature learn better. And I don't know why that is. I have a friend and she did not like homeschooling, but God had called her to it. She really didn't enjoy learning all that much. And so she came to me and she told me and I said, oh, wow, what should I say to her? And I said, let me just pray. So I prayed about a little while and I felt like God said, just tell her to read literature and give her a book list. I was like, oh, that's so weird, Lord. I I really thought, I, I'm sure this is not from the Lord. I'm sure this is just some weird thing. But I went ahead and I, I just said, hey, have you ever read books like Little Women Pride and Prejudice, I'm just, you know, I'm naming Anne of Green Gables, I'm naming off all these books. And she said, no. And I said, oh, well, why don't you read them? I think that could end up helping you. So amazingly, though she probably thought this woman is crazy, she did it. And lo and behold, it completely changed how she viewed not only reading, but how she viewed teaching and learning. And it just, she became a completely different person. And whereas before she only liked to learn in her certain areas of expertise, she wanted to learn everything. And she became a very avid reader. In fact, she reads more books now than I do. I cannot keep up with her. She's also my friend who reads through the Bible in a year. <laughs> so, and she loves, she loves homeschooling and she loves learning. And that spilled over to her children as such a blessing. So I don't know why that works, but there's something about classic literature. I don't know if it's the vocabulary. I don't know if it just builds new pathways in the brain, but it really does end up helping. So if you're a mom, you hate to learn and you want to love to learn, try reading some good literature and see what that does for you. So our final thing is character flaws. Now, I saved it for last because we can really struggle with these things and they can really impact our homeschooling. For example, if you have an anger problem and you yell at your children, you can create tension in the home, you can create tension in your home school, and your kids might not like school, it, it might have a really negative atmosphere. Maybe your character flaw is that you procrastinate and you just can't seem to get it together. And so it's October and you're still trying to figure out what you want for curriculum and you're always behind. You're always having to homeschool in the summer and it's just really overwhelming and your children hate it. And they say, Mom, why can't we just start like other people? And why can't you keep us on schedule? And you say, well, why can't you stay on schedule? And the battle just goes on and on. Or maybe you are just made for fun and you think and you just want to have fun. And so you go off and leave the kids at home while you go shopping or go to a movie and you come home and expect them to finish their school and lo and behold they don't or maybe you interrupt their school or maybe you know you say hey let's just not do school today let's just go do here now it's fine to not do school some days and go do something as long as you're keeping track and they're staying on target for what you want to finish at the end of the year so if you have a character flaw and we all do 
And if you think, oh, I really don't have a character flaw. Well, you probably do, but you just can't see it. It's called a blind spot. But we all have character flaws, and they impact the people around us. And so what do you do? Well, the Bible, the psalmist said, David said to God, search me and see if there is any offensive way in me. And, you know, I don't really like that because whenever I pray that prayer, God always shows me stuff. And it's annoying and it's frustrating because I want to be perfect like Jesus, but it doesn't seem like I am. seems like I am always have a struggle with something. And so I finally learned that I will never be a perfect mom. Only God is a perfect parent. And... God can use my weaknesses. God can even use my sin and how I handle it to teach my children how to deal with their own sin and also for them to realize I have to look to the Lord because my mom is not perfect. So if you sin against your children, if you sin in front of your children, ask them to forgive you. If you sin at all, ask the Lord to forgive you, of course, because the Bible says when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. So it's not just that he forgives us, but he begins that process of purification. And this is super important, especially to you perfectionists out there or you people who are insecure or you look down on yourself. Receive forgiveness when you repent. Don't just repent and then walk away feeling gloomy. Say, Lord, you forgave me. Thank you so much. Thank you that you separated my sin as far as the east is from the west. Thank you that you gave me a clean slate. Because that joy of being forgiven can absolutely transform us. And we we need that. We need to not just give mental assent to the fact that God forgave us, but we need to enjoy that forgiveness. And then when you're working on areas of your life, don't focus on those areas. Focus on Jesus. Because imagine if you're walking and your destination is in front of you, but you just keep looking behind you. You just keep looking behind you, looking behind you. You're going to end up tripping and falling, and you're going to have a really slow walk to your destination. But if you fix your eyes on our destination, which is Jesus, and you fix your eyes on him, you're going to grow closer to him, more like him, and in a very natural way. Those flaws in your life, those sins in your life are going to be transformed by the grace of God because you cannot change yourself, but God can change you. Jesus can change you. So don't focus on those things. When you sin, repent, then receive forgiveness and keep fixing your eyes on Jesus. And you think to yourself, but I want to be a perfect example to my child. Well, your child is going to learn that you're not perfect, so don't worry about it. When I was a freshman in college, I was witnessing to three friends that did not know the Lord. And one was, her name was Trisha, and she was in my biology class. And she was a staunch evolutionist, and I believed in creation. And so we had some talks about that. But 
mainly there was just no room for God in her life. Her parents were both atheists. She was an atheist. And at the end of the year, she said to me, well, I want you to know that from being friends with you, I believe in God. And I felt so honored, like, wow, she must see Jesus shining so brightly. And I said, so what was it that made about me that made you believe in God? And this is what she said, and it completely humbled me, and it forever changed my outlook. She said to me, well, I've watched God change you during this year, and I know that only God could change you. And I was like, oh, wow, she must think I'm a pretty rotten person. But that wasn't her point. Her point was that she saw the power of God working in my life to change me because I couldn't change myself, but God could change me. And so when your children see the power of God changing you, when they see you humbling yourself under God's mighty hand, when they see you humbling them yourself and asking for forgiveness, it transforms your children. So don't worry about being perfect. Of course, you know, God says we want to be perfect as our Father in Heaven is perfect, and that's true. But we still contend with the flesh. So when your flesh wins, repent. Then receive lavish forgiveness, and then keep your eyes on Jesus. Now, I want to end with this. In the process of issues, something that happens is that relationships can tend to suffer. Because when we're dealing with issues, we get crabby, we get cranky, we get frustrated. And who do we take it out on? We take it out on the people who love us, who won't stop loving us. We take it out on our children. We take it out on um, our spouse. And so this is my challenge to you. Love your husband. Love your children. Treat them better than anyone else in the whole world. Don't take them for granted when you're dealing with issues in life, whether they're personal issues, whether they're outside, like finances or health or things like that. And receive their love. Let them love you. They may not love you the way you want to be loved. Like your husband may love you by cleaning up the kitchen. And you may think, I want him to hug me and tell me I'm beautiful. Or maybe your husband hugs you and tells you you're beautiful, but you want him to clean up the kitchen. Look for the ways that your children and your husband show love and receive it. Homeschooling is a lifestyle of learning. But part of that learning is learning to communicate better with each other, to serve one another, to forgive one another. And as we deal with issues in our life, there's a lot of junk that comes to the surface. There's a lot of junk that comes to the surface in your children, in your husband. So realize we're all in this process of God transforming us and focus on loving one another and helping one another grow in Christ because the relationships you form now they will last throughout your lifetime and sometimes you'll go through rough spots but hang in there because God's ways go the distance and you can go the distance you can go the distance through financial trials you can go 
the distance through health challenges. You can go the distance through anything that happens, even the flaws inside of you. You can go the distance and you can make it to the other side. So God bless you. Godspeed. Keep on keeping on and know that the issues may be hard, but Jesus is stronger and his grace is more powerful. And as you fix your eyes on him and join arms with your family to follow him, you are going to see God show off through those issues. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.